This is what God does every time, isn't it? Can I hear you, amen? amen? I say this is what God does every time. What I intend to do today is to prepare our hearts for next year by bringing to conclusion our discussion this week. You know, this week was the last Jesus seminar in the year 2018. Very, very significant. We saw mighty manifestations. Really, I had warned you that as we are getting to the end of the year, if you have not, if you have been playing truancy with God, just change your attitude. Because the revelation or the manifestation of God's power does not come by your prayer. It comes by obedience and relationship with God. It was not because Elijah prayed that he spoke on God's behalf. It was because he has relationship with God. Peter and John at the beautiful gates did not command the crippled man to walk because they prayed. They commanded the crippled man to walk and he walked because they have relationship. Because they said, silver or gold we do not have, but we have something. His name is Jesus. We know him. He's our friend. So I commanded to walk. And they walked. And I warned you towards the end of this year that if you know that in the year you pick and choose service you come, you have not been regular, I said, get yourself upon it. Well, the first day, I saw the hand of God move, and the Lord visited and walked through the meeting. And something that amazed me was that he was putting air aid in the ears of people. He was putting a substance in their tongue, and upon their eyes, he placed something. And when he was doing that, I asked, and the Lord said to me that I've given them sight to see, I've given them tongue of authority and ear to discern my voice. But then he said to me, tomorrow I will deal with their hands. And those of you who were there will recognize that when I was ministering to you, teaching you, praying, I didn't, hand, I didn't talk about the hand until when I mounted up the, into prayer. Because you move when the flow comes. Okay, that is what it is about prophetic. And so when the flow came, I began to speak over your hands. The Bible says, Blessed be the God, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And what the Lord spoke specifically about finger yesterday was the finger of God. Jesus said, If I cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come upon you. And so God touched the fingers yesterday with the finger of God. Now, what is our prime focus during this week's seminar? Some things that Jesus said. One, in the book of John 14, 2. Jesus said, If you have faith in me, you will do the things I've been doing, and greater work shall you do, because I go to my Father. Yes? So, Jesus said, if you have faith in me, you will do the things I've been doing. That's the first thing. And you will do greater things. 
Because I go to my father. Now if you look at the scripture therefore. In the book of John chapter 17 verse 3 and verse 4. Jesus said, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you have given me, you gave me to do. Now, this scripture I want us to look at. I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Which means that Jesus lay a precedence that if anybody's life will glorify God, it is only by completing the assignment of the Spirit, not your profession, not your business. I did something right now in New Cross. Let me do it here. All of you take a barrel in your hand or any light substance in your hand. If you have a ring, hold the ring in your hand. If you have anything that is light, just hold it like this in your hand, not your phone. I need something that is not too heavy. Hold it and raise your hand up. If you don't have, borrow. But not a few. No, raise it above your head. Let me see. Yes, something you are holding in your hand. Paper, good. If you have paper, just hold it. I want to show you something. Stretch your hand forward. Open your hand. Open your hand and drop it. Did you see that you can't hold it? So is your life. It will leave your body sometime. And you can't hold it back. Are we together? Put your hands down. What you have just held shows you how your life is fragile. As it is that you left that stuff, and when you left it, your hand cannot catch it anymore. The day the one that holds your life decides to take it, that's the end of it. This morning before I came, I listened to the news and I, it's a pity, or it is not sad, but that um, Paddy Asdan died this morning. And I told them in New Cross, when they showed a brief documentary about him, he just had cancer, they said, in the bladder. Six weeks and he's gone. And he was okay. Just just a few weeks after, a few weeks ago, less than six weeks, he was still bubbling and boisterous. And you know, Padiaz John is a very vibrant person. And then they began to show him when the SDP joined together with Libra and they formed the new Liberal Democrat. And how he took the Liberal Democrat to the heights. And he became a member of parliament and a member of House of Lords. Started from a Marine officer, how he committed his life to serve this country. Not only that, he committed his vision to help this country to the place where many people were born through his vision. Liberal Democrats. That is the principle of liberalism. While the principle really can be traced to Christ himself, though the ideology behind this principle is contrary to the ideology of Jesus Christ. To be liberal is what Jesus thought. So that Christ was a shepherd. He lived among his people like ordinary person. 
All right, there is no bodyguard for Jesus. He does not claim before his people that he's superior to them. That's why he told you that whatever I do, you can do. But however, when I looked at all his achievements and all his efforts to humanity in this country, I asked myself, where is he now? And that question will be answered when we all die. As it is that we celebrate him for the works he has done to humanity, all what he was till death was over this morning for the earthly region. Because in beyond that we are going, your career is useless, your membership in any house of parliament or house of Lord ended when the owner of the life took it out of the body. The only thing that will remain for a man when he exits his body is what you did here for him in the spiritual. Jesus said, I have brought you glory on the earth by completing the work you gave me. So, no Christian can bring glory to God on earth unless through the work of God that you are doing. And I will show you something more mind-blowing in the next verse. But this must sink into your brain. The work you do for God when you are on earth is the only thing that glorifies God. I will together now. The work you do for yourself, you earn your living, is for your glory. The work you do for God is for God. It is what glorifies God. And everyone that God has called into salvation, He has called them into a common work. We'll go through that in a minute. And so Jesus said to the Father when He finished His work, I have brought you glory on earth by completing the work you gave me. Then the next verse says, And now shall we live together. Come on, this is something talking about after death. Because it's in his presence. He said, because when I'm here, I glorified you. Now I'm coming over. The glory you, pre- you are prepared for me before I was born. Glorify me. So you and I have a glory prepared by God before he sent us here. Yes? Yeah. That glory, when you finish your work... It is when the glory will be given to you. But if you don't finish your work, can you? No. Because the, the scripture is direct. Are we together now? Okay. So which means that I, I said to you last week when I taught you about your identity in Christ. I want you, all of you, to use the last few days of 2018 to evaluate your life. That all what you did in church of God in this year, are they enough to stand before God and say, I was a member of Christ with Tabernacle. They'd go to evangelism every Saturday, I was there. They have prayer every day of the week, I was there. They go to Bible school every Tuesday, I was there. And I read the scripture and I knew it and I used it. It transformed my life. I have brought in X number of souls to your kingdom this year. 
If you cannot say that, then I challenge your work. 2007, I began to look at the Church of God on earth as a clergyman. And I looked at the Church of God that I have been brought up and the Church of God that you have today. And I got fed up of living. So I began to prepare myself to die. I put my house in order and I began to ask the Lord, I'm waiting for you to take me home because I'm fed up. And when I began to pray the prayer after a while, I began to speak it on my pulpit. That soon I shall believe in you. And I said it again and again. And the third time, another time, that I said it, a woman came out of the church, came to the altar in New Cross, and held my, my leg. And with tears, she said, Apostle, please don't say that statement anymore. All the time I was asking the Lord to take me home, I never had thoughts about my wife or my children or anybody in the church. No. I'm just fed up because who is on the Lord's side in our, in our time? To who can we look up to and say, this is a servant and a messenger of God, most high? Because everybody seems like sleep and put their head one, in one direction that the devil wants the church to be. So the place whereby the word of righteousness has become a taboo. So when the lady said that, and I believe she was moved by the Holy Spirit to do that, my heart came back to me. And I said, really? Okay, I won't say that again. But when I told her I would not say that again, in my heart of hearts, I decided that I wouldn't say that to human hearing. I would only say it to the one who sent me. So I got home that night and I said, Lord, by the way, after studying the Bible and then relaxing, I said, Lord, by the way, I, I wish you said, <coughs> I, I, I said, I wish you showed me how, no, the Holy Spirit told me when I got home, when I was studying the Bible that <coughs> you want to go. Do you know how much of your work you have done? And I said, oh, yes, yes, I don't know how much of my work I've done. And I, to me, I felt I've done more than at least 65% or 75% as at the age I was then. So I now said to the Lord that, why don't you show me my work? But in my heart, as I was talking to God, I was still having in my heart that so that I can rush everything remaining and I go. And then the Holy Spirit didn't answer me. Then after reading... I was going to sleep and I said, Lord, I wish you send me a cherub. I've never seen a cherub all my life. I've been to heaven. I've never seen one cherub. I read about it in the Bible, but I've never seen one. And then I slept. And instantly the Lord took me, an angel took me out of my body and took me to heaven. But in this time, he took me to this, the region of the throne of the Father. I've been there three times before the time. It was, it was the fourth time. Then the Lord took me to the throne. The region of the throne of the Father is so massive that when you go there, you will see the throne far. And in some other time, if you are allowed, you will come very close. But in this time, I was seeing the throne very far. It's like from London to South Africa, ring-like. And suddenly from the throne of the Father, a beam of light came out and it was coming towards me. 
And when this beam of light was coming towards me, I said, wow, this is interesting. I have seen that beam of light before. One of the days that God took me to heaven to show me about the, the destiny of Nigeria. But where I was standing was far away from where the beam of light passed through. And I just said it was a light. But in this time, it was coming directly towards me. The closer it got to me, the more I saw that it's the figure of a human being. The closer this beam got to me, I saw that it looks like a baby with six wings. And I said, wow, what a small angel. And I heard the voice of the father from the throne said, do not call this a small angel. This angel has the power to take America out of the face of the map. And my sanity came to me that, wow, this is an angel I'm seeing. And the angel got to me, though he has the shape of a baby, a chubby baby. But when he stood before me, we were of the same height. And I was amazed. How can I be of the same height with a person who likes to look like a baby? And the angel looked into my eyes and responded, Because your thoughts is louder than your voice in heaven, in the spiritual. What you are thinking is louder than what you are saying. As I am so, what I'm thinking in my mind, in the spiritual, is, is louder than my audible voice. That's the reason why in heaven nobody can commit sin or plan anything. Anything that goes through your mind, everybody can access it. And they can respond to you through their mind. And you hear them, their mind loud like you are hearing my audible voice. But I've never encountered that before all the time I've been taken to heaven. It was my first time that God allowed me to see that. So, when the angels stood, they looked at me. And then the angel said that I have a cherub. He said, I stand in the presence of the Father. And he said to me, yesterday, you asked the Father to send you a cherub. And so I've come to show you your life and your work. And that angel struck his hand from the left to the right, and a book was suspended. On that book is my name, written in the handwriting of God himself, and in hieroglyphics. Someone says, how, how do you know that? In heaven you know things without being taught. And I believe very much that it is in scripture, you will know as much as the Father wants you to know. The Bible says when we get to heaven, we will see him as he is, and we will, we will know him as we ought to. And so, the, the, you know, that handwriting is in gold, and my book, you know, has black stone gems, glittering gems. And the angel opened the book. And then I saw myself as I was conceived by my mother. I saw myself as my mother gave birth to me in labor. I saw myself as I grew like, if, like an infant. Every day of my life, to the time I accepted Jesus Christ, I saw myself till I grew and I started working for the Lord. All my crusades I did, all my outreaches when I went out on the streets as a member of the church for evangelism, when I went to night vigil as a member of the church all Friday and so I saw everything I did till that day. I said that, how I wish you send a cherub to me. And when we were getting closer to that day in the calendar, my heart failed me because I recognized that in this book written for me to do, I haven't done much. And on that day, I had done 25%, 2007. And so I said in my heart, oh my God, the age I was, 
as 2007, I said, at this age, I cannot live this age again in my life. I will, have, I will be dead. And the angels looked at me and said, Don't you say you cannot complete your work? It says from today, your work will be exponential. And I said, what? Because I don't expect angels to understand mathematics. And the angel looked at me <laughs> with such a look, the son of man. The whole knowledge of human beings is a fragment of the knowledge of heaven. Expect. The, the most genius of man will, will become a foolish man under the tutorship of the least of the angels. And then the angel decided to show, flex his muzzle by showing me parabolic curve. And he said, you can finish it in five years. You can finish it in ten years. Or you can finish it in fifteen years. And he said, good day. And then I was brought back to my body. I've done 25% in 2007 but if you look at what happened to me immediately after 2007 doors of nations opened to me people came here by a, a pastor um, um, what is his name from Cameroon he came here one day to New, New Cross and he saw Pastor David preaching and uh, then he said where is the apostle they said that no the, the apostle is traveled for mission and he said if a pastor of apostle can preach this way I wonder what the apostle will be and this is what opened the doors for us to Cameroon and God sent us to Cameroon and we started the crusade in Cameroon and within four years in Cameroon we were before the president of Cameroon we became his hosts uh, his guests rather and God did you know extreme miracles people were saved in their hundreds I'm talking about tangible salvation because CFT don't lie we don't tell people that thousand people were saved God doesn't have to save a million he needs one man that through he will reach the whole world and several people were healed it was um, it was in that meeting a woman was brought to my meeting who had just about two days to, to, to die and the woman was so skinny she was walking like that and she was suspended in the midst of the people because she had been dedicated to, to voodoo and the voodoo priest had guaranteed that she would die by the end of the week because she's been having this issue of voodoo for, for about a few years the story of the woman was that she her husband was the one who gets the contract for the military uniform a person who has a sewing industry and the military uniform of the country is given to him. Is that not a rich man? Yes, sir. And yet she wants to get richer because she doesn't know Jesus. So she went to a voodoo priest to help her do voodoo so that her husband can get more money. Hello? And the voodoo priest told her to do some things which she did not know that she had been sacrificed. It is at the cost of her blood. And from that day, her blood began to dry up. Every disease that can be began to emanate from her. Doctors could not treat her. <coughs> they tested her. Today they find this disease, tomorrow they find another disease. So, at the time of the crusade, he went to another Buddhist priest who told her, You have seven days to live. 
And then she was in my meeting, and she said, two more days to die. She said, if you, the God of Christians, if you are truly the God who created heavens and the earth, and you said this man, tell this man about my problem, because I will die on Saturday or wherever. She said... The moment she said that, the Holy Spirit said to me on the pulpit, there's a woman here who has been told she would die on Saturday. Come out now. You will not die. And she was shocked how quick God can answer prayer. To a person who does not know Jesus, but sincerely ask from him. And so, after a lot of persuasion, I stopped the meeting. Some of you were with me in that conference. And then she struggled to push through people. And when people looked at her, they cleared the way for her. And I saw a woman so bony, almost dead, panting and gasping for breath. Shaking as she was coming. I rebuked that spirit in the name of Jesus. And I led her to Christ. And she accepted Jesus Christ. Instantly strength came, but the body was still bony. That woman was healed and delivered. The following year I went to Cameroon. She was among my ushers. How did I know about her? I saw a woman, when people were serving me, she was serving me. This is my table. Others, you know, you know who I am in this church. I shake your hands, I hug you. I, that's what I do everywhere in the world. You know? So, the people came, ah, papu, papu, papu. They were hugging me, both men and women, children and old, and I was hugging them and sit down with them. We'll be taking, you're talking, eat what they are eating, share with them what I'm eating. They gave me for I said, come, 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 all of you, take out of here. Oh, yeah, let's eat. So she was standing away. And when she's supposed to serve me here, she would go this way and put the food on the table like this. I said, what's the matter with this woman? I said, come, come, come. And she came closer, and she was doing that. I said, come, come. I asked Pastor, who is she? Is she one of the ushers? Pastor said, tell Apostle who you are. She said, she said I'm not sure you're a human being. <laughs> you know, she, it's voodoo, voodoo she knows. And voodoo priest she knows. So to her, I'm the one who healed her. She didn't know that it's Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I said, tell me. And she told me the story of her life. And when she told me the story of her life, I said, touch my hand. I'm a human being like you. And I, I touched her hand, pulled her to myself, and I hugged her. And you know, all her hand was like this. And I told her, I'm so happy that the Lord delivered you from death and Satan last year. And today you are serving in the house of faith. Yes, You know why I'm saying this to you? How long will your journey be? A boy of 10 preached here on Thursday. Yes? Those of you who came and saw me, when? Thursday. That boy of 10, her mother in England is single parent. Her husband is in Ghana. Her junior boy is six. Okay? But the mother takes both of them 
to evangelism every Saturday. Okay? They are in school. The mother don't miss prayer every day, week, and Bible school every Tuesday. Okay? That boy at the age of six or seven was in the school. And he will, during break, preach to all his mates, and they will not go for, for dinner. To the extent that the school asked him, don't do this. The apostle said we should do that. So the school phoned the mother and asked the mother, who is this apostle? And they told her about me. I said, okay. Say, please, can you tell apostle to tell him not to do that again? We will give him 15 minutes of the break time of children so that he can talk to them about Jesus. He will get them safe and he will lay hands on them to receive the Holy Spirit. Instant, all of them. Okay, so they brought the boy to me. I said, you know, Apostle, he said, yes, Daddy. I said, you know, the fact is this. I know you are doing the work of God. He said, yes. I said, good of you. I said, but those children, let them eat. Because if you eat spiritual food, you should eat physical food. So you, they will give you 15 minutes in the, in the church school so that you will preach. But then let them go. I know when he was talking to me at that age, it was like this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Say, okay? Yes, sir. And he went the next day and told the children that, I have 15 minutes just to share the gospel with you. And you will all go. And he shared the gospel with them. And the teachers were wondering, looking at him. Okay? That boy, at 10, on Thursday, read from the book of Isaiah 38, verse 8. Let me tell you what he said. Look at it very quickly, please. Who is by the place? 35 verse 8. Put it there, please. 35 verse 8. Look at what it says. And a highway will be, will be there. It will be called the way of holiness. The unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. And I haven't read this to us. The boy said, In this world, there have been many engineers who have constructed highways. I've never had any mortal man interpret that verse that way in my life in God. He said, They build highways and they build roads. He said, But there is this one whose name is Jesus. Nobody had ever built the highway that he builds. Because the name of his highway shall be called holiness. Does that look like a boy talking, a baby talking? And then he began to speak about holiness. He began to speak about those who come to church, they should not ever think that coming to church, if you don't walk in holiness, forget it. You have no part in Jesus Christ. Christian on Sunday, something else in the week. You don't have part in Jesus Christ. All of us were here listening to the young boy. Preaching with great conviction, using expressions that are very matured, and you will know that a boy of such can never utter such intelligence, but by the Spirit of God, like I read to you yesterday. By the Spirit of God. I gave him 10 minutes, he preached 3 minutes, 0.5. Three and a half minutes. And he stopped. I said, keep on preaching. He said, I finished, sir. Everybody 
were so elated. But that boy comes to prayer. That boy comes to Bible school. That boy comes to evangelism every Saturday. The mother even went to buy a box and we take them with evangelism in the week, in this same street. And she will be preaching. Do you know what has happened to him? At the age of 10, he has been given scholarship to come to Eton College. Right now. The mother doesn't have money for Eton. I'll help you to understand what God can do to those who are faithful. The junior follows suit. Some people be saying that my, my child have homework. Eh, they will do it. And God will let them do it. Mm. But it's better to teach them the way of the Lord so that God can work for them rather than they do it. He has been programmed now for Cambridge or Oxford. He can't go less than those two places. He has been assured that. Really is the head boy now. He leaves his class. The same thing with the boy who was uh, 14 or 15. 15. He also leads the class now in New Cross. Let me ask you, what have you done this year for your God? If you look at this scripture, it says, The ways, highway of Jesus Christ will be called holiness. The unclean will not journey in it. It will be for those who walk in that way. Wicked fools will not go about on it. (coughs) Verse (coughs) 9. Let's see that. No lion will be there. Nor will any ferocious beast get upon it. They will not be found there, but only the redeemed will walk there. Look at the next verse. And the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing, everlasting joy will crown their head. Gladness and joy will overtake them, and sorrow and sigh will flee away. To walk in the path of God makes your life easy. When the Lord, the, the Lord sent the angel to reveal to me that I've just done 25%. And I discovered that I don't have much life to leave. <clears throat> and the angel showed me that my work will be exponential. Let me help you know this. The moment after that year, doors open all over the world. Cote d'Ivoire, Nigeria, you know, uh, Cameroon. And the Cameroon one was the champion of it. In the U.S. And God did extraordinary miracles. People were saved, people were healed, people were delivered. I went about preaching Jesus, helping people to know that what Jesus can do, you can do it. My own ministry is different from the ministry of many. Many have professed to people that they paid for anointing. They have professed that they worked for the anointing. And my Bible tells me that nobody works for it. <laughs> really, my Bible tells me that everybody can do the same thing. So what they profess about anointing is different to what Jesus said. I went about helping people to know. I demonstrate the power of God and let you know you can do it. But on one condition, relationship with God. Your fasting does not give you power. 
No. You don't perform miracles because you spend long hours fasting. No. Jesus said, if you have faith in me, you will do the works I have been doing, and greater works shall you do. So what God is saying to you here is this. You know, you are worth more than what you think. Satan doesn't want you to know your worth so that he can keep you where he wants you. If a man is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation, old things are passed away, all things have become new. So, if you truly have accepted Jesus Christ, we learned again this week that what that means is that Jesus lives inside you. The one who works the miracle. But because he's holy, you must walk in holiness. Holiness is so simple. Holiness is not some regulatory uh, attitude. Holiness is submitting to the counsel of the word of God. Making God the preeminent in everything you do. Anything God will not permit you to do, you won't do it. Let me say this to you. Between that time and now, if you look at my life, God forged my life into a direction and things are happening quick, 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 quick. Everything I got to do, quick, 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 quick is happening. When did I go into law? Where am I now? Think about it. It looks like a speed. It looks like a speed. Okay? Why would I go into law? Because the last to be dealt with are the rulers of this world. I cannot step their shoes unless I join their wagon in the area of their intelligence. I went into it, it's like a joke. Law to me looks like Bible. Bible is easy for me to understand. It's easy for me to, to preach. It's easy for me to interpret. So it's law to me. It's in my fingertips. Because the time is short. Add 15 years to 2007. 2000 and what is that? Good. So, what is today? 2018, 19, 20, 21, 22. Jesus may come before the time. I would mean now. So, for the period, he took me out <clears throat> to various nations. You know, I became someone invited by president of nations and all stuff like that. People were getting saved all over the place. When I got to Cameroon, I was told the first day that, ah, the president of Cameroon doesn't like Pentecostal people. All the ministers who are in that country told me that. And I told them it's not a matter of like. If a man's way pleases God, and I told them next year I'm coming to your country, we will be with your president. I didn't say that because I know anything to get there. Relationship with God makes a man make declaration and heaven must back it up. Yeah. Are we together now? Yes, sir. I don't know anybody, but I know Jesus who knows everybody. Yeah. I came from there and I said to them that, by the way, by next year I'm coming here with General Gowon of Nigeria. And, you know, some of them thought that I have a relationship with him. I don't. I don't even know him than he was the prime minister, uh, the, the, the head of state. I know that when he wedded, I was there as one of the boys in school to go and uh, they took all of us there to go and celebrate his wedding. But he doesn't know me and I don't know him. When I said it, it was like a joke. Let me tell you something. I've told you the story because I'm going to many things. The following year, I was in the plane with General Gowon, following me to my crusade. And he went with me for four years every day. Then the president invited him and invited me too. 
But now, because the end time move begins from next year, and the move of next year, God will distinct in church just all of you. Anybody whose heart is after him, not after money, not after wealth, not after fame. Anybody whose heart is after him. Anybody who acquires anything because he wants to use those things for God's glory. A man who doesn't deceive himself. You know, this morning I was coming in the car with mommy. I was telling mommy that God is remind, was reminding me of my crusade in the Lagos, you know, in the 70s. And what God did. And I was saying to the Lord, this is interesting. And the Lord said to me that, did you fast in all those days? I raised the dead in your meeting. I healed the blind in your meeting. I healed the, miracle, the, the cripple in your meeting. Did you fast? I said, no. The Lord said to me, what did you do? said, nothing. He said, the only thing you did was this. You love me. And he said, you did not ask for money. So I showed up. And he says to me, mortal men will see what I will do now. Everything that you acquire on earth, if your heart is not that you own it to the Lord, change your mind. Because the time is come that God will distinguish between people. If you want to make money so that you can lavish yourself and show that you have money, you are left behind. If your intention to have money is so that you can go out for the Lord, you can have opportunity to preach the gospel through your career, then you are a candidate for God. You know, in those days, up to this time, this year, I call it those days now, because a new day is arising in 2019. People preach, you must pay them. Correct? People preach, you must take offering for them. Correct? Some tell you how much you pay them before they can leave their base. Isn't it? Some tell you that this anointing cost me, and you have to sow the seed into anointing. Can you understand that? In these days, God is raising others. If you don't have a job and God is calling you, go and get a job first. Because preaching the gospel is not a means to financial gain. The people God is raising now are people who go as Jesus did. You never read that Jesus did a crusade and he collected offering in the crusade. Neither did apostles collect offering in the crusade. He said, freely you receive, freely give. Matthew 28 verse 18. Jesus said, all powers in heaven and earth have been given unto me. Therefore go and make what? Disciples of all nations. Isn't it? Come on now, say amen to me. Someone has said to me before, how, how are your, 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 your uh, mission funded? It's funded by the members. I will be showing you, really, the video section should recognize this. I want you to do me, within now and Friday, overview of 2018. We went to Himalayas, Himalayas, in India, this year, with a team of you. All right? We got to Himalayas, we have five churches, we had five churches at the time in Himalayas, around the mountain range. And when we got there, those who went with me discovered... We were using somebody's house. A former Hindu leader, now born again, member of CFT, and all the people who followed him, they all followed into his Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the man gave his house 
like in the book of Acts for the church. And when we got there, we discovered that he had given a land for the church, but they don't have the money to build it. And we came back. Every member who went saw a need that they should give into in that place. Am I Indian? Do I look like an Indian physically? No, sir. I am spiritual Indian. Oh, yeah. And when we came home, when we discussed, we had the same unction, the same direction that we need to help these people. Let me say this to you. I will show you the progress report of their property. CFT in India is spreading like wildfire. Pastored by Indians. They have moved now into Nepal. Nepal church is doing well and they are spreading in Nepal. Now the problem is that I've told you this before. A time will come that Apostle Williams cannot go everywhere. That time has come. And each one of you are saying the people don't expect anything less than what they know about me. And this is the reason why you must know this. Anything God did through me, he can do better through you. But it is only by faith in him. And faith comes by hearing, which means it comes by relationship. Trust and confidence. You speak on behalf of God that this is going to happen is because you trust the one that you are speaking on his behalf. You have relationship. If you don't have a relationship with him, when you speak, you will doubt. Correct? Let me show you this before we close. Look at the book of Mark. No, Mark, Mark, yes, Mark, 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 chapter 5, verse 1. And that's what we're going to talk to tonight, today, and, and I will stop. But you see why I'm saying all these things, is it? Bible is not a fiction, it's not a storybook. It's alive in Christ's tabernacle. Somebody say amen. It's alive. Satan doesn't want us to know who God had made us. The devil does not want Christians or not to know what the blood of Jesus has made of them. Salvation, yes, but you are called into a family. And the gene of the father is in every child. Your inability to manifest God does not mean you cannot. His knowledge you need. Look at what he says here. They went across to the lake to the region of Jerusalem. The next verse. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tomb to meet him. We were in that general Jerusalem, the last trip we went to Israel. Really, this next year we are going to Israel. At least once. But I plan that we should go twice. We are going to the island of Patmos where John saw the revelation and wrote the book of Revelation. We are going there. And we are going to Israel. But at the same time, I left other months open that we can decide to go impromptu Israel. That's the one that is not on calendar. Hallelujah. Some of us gather together. We just want to go and visit the land of Jesus. We just go. When you go to that place, the Bible will become real to you. Because what you are reading, you will walk through it. Yeah. What you have been hearing, you will see it with your eyes. And the man told us, and said, this is Jerazin. He said, that is the city, the village on top of the hill. This is the valley, and this is the river. The madman was healed. Between the river and the valley. And this is the river where all the, all the swines went into and drowned. Come on now. I, 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 when, when we got there, I don't have goose pimples. I have pimples goose. <laughs> 
Hallelujah. That this is the same place. When we went through River Jordan and they stopped our boats and they told us this is the same river. Jesus calmed the storm. Come on now. I felt something in me. <laughs> Hallelujah. And when you're in, in, in CFT, if you go to missionary journey, apostle does not charge you for service. Hello? <laughs> it's not a place to make ministry money. Everybody pay for his own journey. Amen forever? Amen. If you go some places, they will know, they, they will negotiate with the operator, the ministry give for the minister. No, you are my children, I can't charge you for your rights. It is your right to know in me, to enjoy the grace of God in me. It is not subject to charges. Those who charge, they will meet Jesus Christ shortly. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an evil spirit came from the tomb to meet him. Now, let me say this to you. Every demon, when they see a born again, they feel threatened. They feel threatened. But see, every demon can tell from your forehead the commitments you have to the Lord, the intensity. So, the reason why they just attack anybody like that is because if you are a reckless sinner and you come to church, the light is dull and they can know by it, this one we can deal with him. They can manipulate your mind, they can affect your body, they can afflict and do anything they want with you. That is a Christian who is not right in his ways. Anybody here who was a cult member before, stand up. You will agree with me if you were. But a Christian who in his heart obeys the scripture, you will see by the intensity of the light, they will say, this one don't touch. That's somebody walking in the ways of holiness. And when the demons saw Jesus, they ran back. He says, yes, the next one, this man lived in the tomb and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. Look at the next verse. I love it. For he had often been chained hands and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the iron on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Then the next verse. Night and day among the tomb and in the hills he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, we saw it. The man was on the mountain where the city, the villages. Jesus was on the foothill, but he saw Jesus. We were in that foothill. It's far distance. It's not a distance of 20 minutes walk. But the demon possessed ran down from that mountain to where Jesus was. He fell on his knees in front of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Look, anything that happened to Jesus should happen to you and I. Listen to me. Jesus did not take it to heaven. He gave it to the sons of men. Demons recognize you. 
But for demons to run towards you, or demon possessed to run towards you, you must have been a person who have established relationship with God. Who shall ascend the heel of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place who have pure heart and clean hands? Hands. Demons should see you and bow before you as a child of God. How do you now see some children of God who are always complaining that demons are attacking? Attacking for what? You are a reckless sinner. You eat with them, you dine with them, so they can mess you up. Listen to me. Nobody can poison your beer if you are not bearing with them in the beer parlor. Hallelujah. Amen forevermore. I remember when I was teaching these scriptures. It says he saw Jesus from a distance. He ran and fell on his knees in front of him. I went to do crusade in Togo. One of the days, Pastor Dakwan, Pastor Johnson, bless, bless memory, he, they were with me. And in that crusade, when we got to the village, a remote village, no light, no water, no road. It's only bush paths you follow. So when we were going to turn into the bush path, I saw a crippled woman, and the unction of God was upon me to raise that woman up. I said, park the car, let's go and get that woman walking. And we came out. But you see, evangelism without manifestation is useless. If you look at the book of Mark 16, 19 to 20, it says, and they, they went about preaching the word, and Jesus confirmed their word with signs that follow it. Look at the book of Acts chapter 8. The Bible says when, when, when uh, 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 Philip got to Samaria, a member of the church, a deacon in the church, he turned Samaria upside down. Demons were coming out of people with shrieks. This is not a apostle. This is a member of the church. A deacon, diaconate office is not spiritual. It's administrative. There is power inside you. Satan doesn't want you to understand it. When the, the madman ran towards me, you know, I was, I was taking those pastors along with me just to train them. Because it, it's a thing for me to preach among you here. You follow me to the jungle, then you will know Apostle Williams. This one we are preaching now, I'm just playing with you. Hallelujah, somebody. Pastor was with me, a couple of it. When Apostle is confronted by witches and wizards and warlords, and so my, what is inside me rises. Here, there is no reason for it. Okay, because I don't have a challenge here, or do I? <laughs> Amen forevermore. So, as, the, as we stood up, came out of the car, a madman from the tomb in the market started rushing towards us. Armed. And people were running all over the whole place. The, the market scattered. And he was running and he was But he saw us from afar, and he was running towards where we are. And so when he was running, he passed all the people, and another member of the, of the town was saying, run for your life, coming behind him. He's a madman, he's a madman. They recognize we are visitors. We were driving Nigerian car, Liber. And I was not wearing my collar, so they don't know I'm a minister. And, and suddenly, the group who were with me, Pastor were there and some other local men who were taking us, evangelists in nature, taking us to the village. They all ran away to my back. And I stood to the back and said, where are you running from? Come here. If a madman is chasing you, you are more mad. Stand here with me. How can a madman chase a man who has sense? And then you are running. I said, then don't you know what is inside the madman? That is what recognizes who we are. 
So they stood beside me. However, the camera they were holding was on the floor. <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame them then. But you can't, you can't deal that with them now. Because at that time they were just... I, when I tell you about the power of God, some of you, you accept it straight away. Some of you wonder, What's, what is this man saying? When I take you to the field and you really meet them, then you understand better. So they were looking spectacularly what's going to happen. But what came to my mind is this scripture. And when the man got to us, we, saw the, we just found the video. We will try to, to correct because I played the video to some of you when I came back. Yes? How many of you were there when I played the video in this place? That was in New Cross. I will know how long you have been in CFT. Yes? Raise your hand up. Pastor Elizabeth, I didn't see your hand. Dick and Zach, yes, you were there, you were there, you were there, yes. Can you imagine? These are the grassroots. They are the ones who prepared the way for all of you to come. Hallelujah, somebody. But we found the tape now so that we can show you like the bird I commanded from the clouds. So what happened? The man got to us and stopped and started doing this. And was, you know, like pinching himself and stopped. Martin, he was really getting mad, you know. And I says, kneel down. And he went pumped to the ground. Because they rushed to him and they knelt before him. And the moment he hit the ground, I put my hands on all the head. With full with bed bugs. You know, the head was like Rasta. African madman looks like that. Yes. Am I lying? You don't have a madman in Africa that wears coats. He tears it. He walks naked. Violence. That's what we call madness. <laughs> Are we together now? Yes, sir. I lay hands on that head. I rebuke the spirits with a short prayer because the Bible says, Jesus said, come out. He didn't say, come out, come out, come out. Yeah, he, who, ha. Like some we do. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. He said, come out of him. So, Pastor Dakwaran was right on my one side. Pastor uh, 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 Johnson was on the other side. I lay hands on him, close my eyes. I say, "You false spirit of hell, get out of him in the name of Jesus." And I took his hand, and the man stood up and said, "Why am I naked?" I said, "You were mad. Put him in my car." And we drove him to the place where I would sleep that night. Took him to the crusade first. And told them in crusade, you all know this man. They said, yes, from the age of four he was mad. Because he took salt as a baby. And he was playing and he went to the shrine of Ba, Kweku. And when he went there with salt, it's an abomination. An evil spirit from the altar of Kweku entered into him. And he ran out and stripped naked and became mad. From the age of four till 44, he was mad. But it doesn't matter how, how long Satan occupied dominion. Come on, let me tell you something. The art is the Lord. Chase the devil out of his dominion. Anywhere you go from now, chase the devil out of the area. Amen. Amen. 
I met some ministers who said to me that oh, if you get involved in deliverance, <clears throat> you know, there's a, 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 a flashback or whatever. Demons attack you. And I said, you, you guys don't have common brain. Demons attack you when you don't attack them. You're under attack anyhow. But if you attack them, they will run for you because they know that the guy is coming. And they know if they mess around in your house, they will not sleep too. Hallelujah. I said, I don't know. Because you are saying to me that, you know, all these, um, you know, idol places you are going, you must have intercessors praying for me, for you. I said, no. My intercessors pray for themselves. I pray for myself. Do I need intercessors to pray for me because I'm going to the devil? I don't need it. I only need faith to go with me. You know, this morning, about 2.30 a.m., the Holy Spirit said something to me. I slept at 2 a.m. I left mommy in her kitchen as usual. And she, we left her very, very late. So she came about maybe 3, 3.30. And she woke me up. How oh, is this woman you woke me up again? Why would you wake me up when tomorrow, the morning is Sunday? I'm preaching in two services. And the Holy Spirit said to me, son, hear me. She told me to put on the light. I don't want to see light because I want to sleep. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit was looking at me. And he says to me, hear me. You can stand against the devil with boldness, but you cannot overpower him with boldness. He says you can resist him with boldness, but you overpower him by faith. And he says to me, faith is a weapon to conquer Satan. He says... Extinguishing every dart of the enemy is faith, not boldness. He said a lot of believers are bold, but many don't have faith. So when they stand against the devil, the devil attacks them because he found no faith in them. Listen to me. So when he told me finish, I said I want to sleep. I said, Will I not forget this? He said, I told you you won't forget it. Because I don't want to break my sleep to write down. I won't sleep again in the morning. And I want to sleep. You know, sometimes we, we wrestle with God. Hallelujah. Let me say this to you. The man was healed. And I took him to my house. The room they gave me, very beautiful five-star hotel. You know, mud house with parchment. And then they had all these uh, wood, wooden sticks they used to do my bed. They put a little foam that is almost you know, dilapidated and then uh, uh, the rapper, women put their rapper there, that's the, that is the most glorious, uh, you know, honor the rest of my pastors slept on the uh, uh, floor that is mud floor so I now said that I named the man, the madman, John go and sleep with the pastors in their room ah, the pastor said no I was, <laughs> the apostle no, 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 no ah, that, is not, that is to sleep with us I said, this man is healed. They said, ah, we know. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I was a child, I behaved like a child. They said, we know. <laughs> I said, so where will he sleep? They said, where will he sleep before? <laughs> we don't need to answer that. <laughs> Daddy, you are the one now. <laughs> I said, okay. I said, John, follow me. John, follow me. I said, now, in my, house, in my room there, there's only one... One bed is four feet wide. He can't take two people. We will have slept together on this uh, five-star hotel. I said, okay, you sleep on the floor here. And John, 
Yes, yes, sir. Because when John came to his normal life, he was saying, Why am I like this? And the man who was saying, running after him, he was the one who said he had been mad from the age of four and told us the story of his madness. And I said, John, you were called mad. He remembered that he used to be naked. He remembered that he had never bathed. He remembered that he does not wash his mouth. He remembered a number of things. So he slept beside me and in the morning john told me for the first time i slept all night i said because jesus has healed you i don't know his name till today and nobody knows his name till today but john of lologo we woke up in the morning he doesn't know that the bath i took him to the bathroom and showed him this is water I said, take the water, and I taught him how to bath. When he finished bathing, I said, what you see me do, do. Took the cream, rubbed my body. He took the cream and rubbed his body. I took their their toothbrush, you know African toothbrush? (laughs) It is roots. I took it and I began to chew it. Gave him his own. He chewed it, and then we washed our teeth. I said, this is how you wash your teeth. Took sponge. Tell him, this is sponge. This is soap. Four-year-old man till 44. Healed. Who can Jesus not heal? Tell me. Who is the devil that can hold a man and resist the authority in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth? It does not exist. If you are a Christian and you are listening to me, and all your life is Satan, 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 stop sinning. You are reckless in your ways. You will never find green flies on a living man, except a dead rotten meat. Are you with me now? Remember therefore where you are falling and return back to God. When others are praying, coming to pray, seeking God, and living a life of, 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 of happiness with people, peace with people, you fight with this, fight with that, quarrel everywhere. What do you think will, uh, will surround you? Demons of hell. Because you gave yourself problems. Come on now. It is easier to let God work for you than to put your head, want to attend things yourself. God makes it easy. John woke up the next day totally free from the powers of the devil. And the news of that man, what followed it, if you want to know it, I think they wrote a book of my life now. It's coming out at the end of the month of the work. You can, you can find all the stories there. I wrote some of it in my, my encounter with, with, the, with the holy angels. You can find some of those things there. They are real. Exactly like this man. When the demon possessed fell on his knees, what did Jesus do? Verse 7, please. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want me with me, Jesus? Son of the Most High. Satan recognized sons, I told you in the week. Demons recognize sons of the Most High. And the Bible has prohibited the devil from touching them. It says, God won kings concerning them, saying, Touch not God's anointed. And that doesn't mean Satan can't touch you. It means that if he touches you, you have to draw the line. Now you can mess about anywhere. Not here. You must draw the line. The devil is a thief. Jesus says so. John 10 10. He says, Swear to God that you will not torture me. You can torture demons. 
You can rebuke them. You can bind them. You can cast them out. You can displace them. It does not matter how old they say they are in the territory. That territory belongs to you because it belongs to your God. Before they claimed it, God sent you to go and reclaim the territory. You can only do it by faith. Sin destroys faith. Ungodliness destroys faith. If you want to move in faith, alright, Satan can remind you every bad thing you have done yesterday, two days ago, last week, last month. That's why I told you, Psalm 1 verse 1, blessed is the man who works not. In the counsel of the wicked or ungodly. Nor sit with coffers who have no place to go in life. Nor stand in the ways of sinners. If I did wrong to my wife, I will accept it in the public. I did it. I will not go and tell people lies about my wife so that they gang up against her. I cannot prosper if I do that. Are we together? Yes, sir. I think somebody needs to hear that. That's why I said that in my mouth. Listen to me. The way of God is straight. The way of God is smooth. It's easy. It's easy life. Hey. Hey, listen to me. Yes, I'm hearing this. Concerning husband and wife, what did God say? A man will live who? And what? What about the one that's married and it is your brothers who control you? Your sister is the one who dictates to you your marriage. And it is your father and mother who dictates your marriage. And everybody talk ill about your wife. Everybody gang up against her and do you join them? Can you imagine? And you want God to bless you? Heaven is fighting against you. You didn't hear what I said? Heaven is fighting against you. The woman who left everything, including her father's name, to bear your name, is that not enough for you to respect her and love her for that? No, you think that your brother, who did not think of what you ate yesterday, but this woman, okay? Your brother, if you don't pay your rent in your house, it is your wife that will go and do extra job to pay it. Don't you understand me? Yeah? You give her little money. You eat a lot of food. You don't ask yourself that, did your money buy this food? She puts her money to make sure that her husband gets... Woe to the family who talk against my wife. That family is no more my family. The day you talk against my wife, I walk you out of my life. You, I, once I slam the door, we meet in heaven. Because the Bible says, a man will leave his father. I will beg God only. And cleave to his wife. He didn't say the wife will cleave to the husband. You are asking why does God use apostle? I read Bible and I just do it. Period. It does not matter if all my family say, we reject you. If they don't reject me, I have rejected them already because I have joined myself to another person. So, they are just extracurriculum activities. 
Hello? The labor that you labor, all of you men, your wife will inherit you. If you don't say me, if I catch you. <laughs> oh, la la! Don't you know that God blesses the men because of their wives? If a man is faithful to his wife, God will be faithful to bless him. If a man is not faithful to his wife, God will, he will streamline him. God will corner him. Is it not a, a, a Moses' wife who rescued Moses from death? You don't read it in the Bible. God wanted to kill Moses. It's his wife who so savaged him. How many times has your wife savaged you from death? You better teach your wife fine. Let me tell you, the first seminar in 2019 is marriage seminar. Satan will not have a right or a go on anybody in my church. Amen. Even if you don't say me, I say it for you. My men must be intelligent and wise. Why? Because you cannot operate in the power of God. Yes. If you get the order wrong, you remain where you are. You don't want the devil to mess you up. Don't mess God up. Don't mess up the word of God. Look at the Bible with your full eyes. Do it. Even if everybody will hate you. Hate them. Who hates you from obeying the word of God? Demons says sure let me finish this job i have to go and verse it are you getting something from here for jesus has said to him come out of this man you evil spirit in closing john 14 12 let's read together shall we read it together who has faith in him I can't see your hand there if you have faith in him raise your hand do you know some people have said you did great faith hold it the faith you have has potency use that first don't look for great faith great faith I don't know how that works hello the faith you have use it Somebody has a need of the gift in you. When you want to hear God, why are you going to prophet? When the spirit of prophet is inside you. Some people go to mountain to go and fast for power. When power is, the powerhouse is inside you. And Jesus said it to you that the only thing you need to release the power is faith. It's not mountain. Going to mountain, some people say it's a prayer mountain. Prayer mountain is here. Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I will be. Did he say, wherever mountain? So where do we have prayer mountains all over the whole place? And people go there eventually to go and defile other people's women. In some places of them. We went to one in Nigeria to go and do a a PBM meeting. The house they gave us, camp, the house they gave us, we went to do a lecture in the hall by the time we came thieves have entered the house and looted my, my the ministers we went to the pastor in charge he said that ah, this is camp for you a camp of god camp so from that day i said we'll never come to this kind of camp anymore what drove us away from lagos that we cannot do our prayer there people go to the mountain to go and say they want to fast for power you don't get power by fasting you get 
Power through faith. Operate power by faith. Where is your mountain? Your room is your mountain. Bend your knees to God three times a day, minimum. And you will operate the power. That's what it says. If you have faith in me, you do things I've been doing. And greater works are you because I am going to my Father. And then he said in the book of John, chapter... Yes, that is very good scripture, verse 13, let's see that. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. That is Jesus for you. So, when he says, I will do whatever you ask, who is the you he's talking about? Who, who is the you? Who, 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 tell me. Did he say, I will do whatever apostle asks or prophet asks? No, it's you. Jesus promised you. If I ask God and I hear, it's because I obey the scripture. If you have asked God to, you will hear. So if you hear, and you are not very certain, you can come. If I now ask by gift, I can validate what you have heard from God. You cannot pray the gift of God either by gift or by faith. Every gift of God. Either by gift or by faith. If you think you don't have gift, then faith it. Faith. Jesus said that. Before we pray. John 17. John chapter 17. Let me read a few verses to you. Verse 14 says, I have given them your word, and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. Jesus is not of this world, and you cannot be. He says, my prayer is not that you would take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. Now, did God answer the prayer of Jesus? So you are protected from the evil one. Do you, are you conscious of what I'm saying? Jesus prayed for you and I to be protected from the evil one. So how can you go to another man to protect you? Or how do you need the prayer of somebody else for protection? Jesus already had prayed it. Did you see the scripture? He says, they are not of this world, even as I am not of this world. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is the truth. Your word is the truth. Read the truth every day and you are sanctified. Read the Bible every day and you are sanctified. I gave you scriptures in the morning and evening. It says, as you sent me, verse 18, into the world, I have what? Sent them into the world. So, you have received the same commission from the Father as Christ. Because God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Holy Ghost empowers me. You must know that. Say it after me, God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Holy Ghost empowers me. Say the cathedral way. God sent Jesus. Jesus sent me. Holy Ghost empowers me. 
And if you look at verse 22, it says, I have given them the glory that you gave me. So the glory that Jesus was praying, they were telling the Father that he had brought glory to him by work. Jesus said he had given the glory to us. So the glory that God gave Jesus, Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, he went about doing good and healing everyone under the path of death. Now the same glory Jesus gave to every one of us who believe in him. So we are going to pray now. Let's stand up together. We are going to pray for ourselves now. If this is what God has said, and if it is what Jesus has done for us, let us pray for ourselves that the Lord will, it will engrace us, that is the proper word, to operate in the faith that pleases God. We're going to pray that Lord engrace me. I'm going to a new year. There are many times Holy Spirit will move you to do something, but you lack faith and you back off from it. And that thing will pass and say, oh, I, I will have done this. No more of such. We're going to pray that God give us grace to increase in our knowledge of you, to increase in our faith of you, to operate in the faith, that kind of faith of Christ. Shall we just begin to pray in the name of Jesus? We need knowledge from God. We need grace to operate the faith. Ask the Lord. Tell the Lord, I have served you this year. Enable me to serve you better next year. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Tell the Lord. And grace me to serve you better. Father, thank God for what God has done for you this year. And tell him, help me to do also unto you, O God. Help me to obey you, Lord, as I enter next year. My next year will not be what will God do for me. It will be what can I do for God. That is going to be your next year. Tell the Lord, let your power explode in me. Let your power manifest through me. The Bible says Jesus sent the twelve and he said, Preach the kingdom, heal the sick, and cast out devils. In Luke 10, he sent the 72 and said, Preach the kingdom, heal the sick, and cast out devils. Tell the Lord, my time has come to manifest you on the streets of England. Enable me by grace, O God. Arm me by your grace. We need to turn our country upside down by the preaching of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Help me, O oh God. Oh, Father God. Brambali Bospirali Gondasai. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying. I can't hear your amen. I think we need to pray from the scripture that young man brought. Isaiah 35, 8. We're going to pray that everything that hinders us from walking in the way of holiness, that the Lord will take it out. Bible says, he that knoweth a good thing to do and do it not is a sin. 
Can you imagine we entering next year, all of us here, and wherever we are, where we are living, we began to pray for the sick in our neighborhood, and God began to heal them, and it's all over. Don't you think that they will stop talking about Brexit? They will stop talking about Brexit. The news will change. Because a drone flew over Gatwick, and the whole day, no more news. Our newsmen are looking for happening and manifestation. And when we manifest, we will flood the news. We're going to pray, Lord, everything that hindered me this year, take them out of me and destroy. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Everything that hindered me, pray for your husband, pray for your wife, pray for your children. Everything that hindered me this year, Lord, take them out. Destroy them out of me. Tell the Lord as I go into new year, help me to seek you and serve you only, the only true God. Let my identity in Christ be manifest everywhere I go. In my work, in my office, in my neighborhood, in my family, in my nation. Britain is looking for the manifestation of sons of God. Tell the Lord. I see God using his children to bring solution to Great Britain in the new year. Father, I pray thee, deliver me from every weakness of my flesh. Tell God. Tell the Lord, deliver me from every weakness of my flesh. Tell the Lord, empower me in everything. Let your grace work for me. Let your grace work for me. Let your grace work for me. Oh, Lord. Father, we bless and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' anointed name we are prayed. Our God and King, you have said it. If we have faith in you, we will do what you have been doing. So simple, Lord. And you now said, for those who have faith in you, whatever they ask, you will do it. This is an open check, Lord. As that man said, I believe, help my unbelief. We say today, we believe. Lord, help our unbelief in the name of Jesus. The things that make us doubt which is concentration on our flesh or person. Father, take it out of us in the name of Jesus. Enable this house to demonstrate your power. Enable this house to demonstrate your glory. Enable this house to move in the streets of London, just as Jesus would have moved in the streets of London. Our nation need help. Lord, you told me this year, about next year, and you said one of the things you said, that there will be trouble waters in the welcoming of 2019. And you said to me, but the believers in Christ will float and not be drowned. And you said to me, they will sit in the advisory capacity of this nation and say, they will bring direction to this nation. 
Lord, I pray thee. Everything that hinders us from being faithful. Everything that the devil uses against us from really recognizing you and putting you in the right place you are. So that you can help us beyond what we have, we have now. Father, take them away in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Illuminate the eyes of our heart, O oh God. Illuminate the eyes of our mind, O oh God. Help us to see like God. To hear like Jesus. To know like Jesus. Raise prophets from among us. Raise evangelists from among us. Raise teachers from among us. People who say, usually, when I used to serve God, from today you shall say that no more. What has hindered you from serving God will bind and cast to hell in the name of Jesus. We render ourselves again for your use as an instrument of honor to your glory. Everyone under my voice that is sick, you are discharged from your sickness. I command your back is healed. I command your nerves are healed. I command your joints are healed. I command your marrows is healed. I command the, the, the nerve that, that connects your backbone. Healed in the name of Jesus as of Nazareth. From the crown of your head to the sole of your feet. I command you, be healed. I command paralysis to disappear. I command sight to see in the name of Jesus. What you could not do before, get up and do in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. As you go into the new year, the Bible says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide the shadow of the Almighty. Because you dwell in the shelter of the Most High, in the accident that the devil had prepared for the year, you shall not be particular. In the evil that the devil has prepared when he struck a new day, it shall never overcome you. For he who dwells in the shadow of the Most High will abide under the shadow. You will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Wherever you go together with your household, you will abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Your knowledge of God per day will increase. You will enter the year of glory into glory. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Father, we thank you because you have done it. Even as we have asked in Jesus' anointed name. Somebody 